Hi, it's Christina, and welcome to Roller Coaster Brain. On this podcast, myself or myself and a guest will be discussing everyday issues that may affect our mental health. These are personal opinions and are not to be a substitute for professional help. On today's episode, we will be talking about the everyday challenges of applying for and finding a job in today's world. Welcome everyone. So we have a fun topic to talk about today. This is going to be something that I think a lot of people can relate to or they haven't needed to relate to it recently and they will be learning a lot. So I want to talk about the new processes and job hunting and the challenges and how different it is from I guess back in the day or years ago, it it just seemed so much easier than it is now, and it's just very discouraging and could definitely affect someone's mental health. So we'll get into this during the episode. I do know when COVID hit, a lot of people were getting laid off. Right now, there's kind of this recession going on that no one wants to say is a recession. People are getting laid off now in you know today's world, so... People are finding themselves in the situation they didn't think they would need to be in, and they might not necessarily have known all the changes that have occurred over the years in this job hunting process. So we'll start from the beginning. So when you're searching for a job, you normally go to an online job board. A few out there are Indeed, ZipRecruiter, um, There's a bunch, like I think Simply Hired is one, Uh, but there's a lot of job boards out there that people go to and they apply. And on these boards, there's hundreds, thousands of jobs and you can filter from what you need to or what, what interests you. You can make filters, you can search keywords. And there are very good things about these. However, there's a lot of negative about on these job boards too. So first, you have to put your email in for literally everything. And when you do this, all of a sudden, recruiters from everywhere just start emailing you and emailing you. And your email gets bombarded. Crazy. It's It's just bombarded with, hey, apply for this, apply for this, apply for this. And these jobs are might not even be jobs you're interested in or even be a job that's up your alley. It's just random recruiters just seeing your resume and trying to get, you know, trying to get applications. Also, some of these jobs, you might apply to these ones that the recruiters are telling you to, and then you never hear from them again. So it's like, what's the point of reaching out? I know, understand you put this email on your job board, but what's the point of reaching out to someone if you're just not going to be interested? It's almost, it almost seems like these recruiters are kind of on like autopilot. I don't even know if they're real people. It, it seems like it's just a message that comes out from these boards and just gets sent. It's a general computer generated message is what it looks like. But, you know, sometimes there are certain ones in there that you're like, oh, let me take a better look at, and you do apply. 
So that's good, but in the meantime, your email is just pounded with so much that it's really hard to focus on really what you want to find. So then you're looking for these job boards. You could filter, I think, from like the last 24 hours to the last seven days to jobs posted in the last 14 days, all the way up to 30. And on some of them, it says this job was posted 31 days ago. One, why is that job still on there? Usually when you apply to those, they're not even hiring anymore. They need to take those down because there's no reason for those jobs to be on a job board if they're not, if no one's even looking at those applications or hiring. You'll go in and sometimes you could see like how many people applied and it will say 3,000 or 2,500 and it's, that's a lot. Like the chances of your resume getting looked at are very slim and the more people on there, it's like the less they're actually hiring. So in my opinion, those need to get taken down if they're not even active anymore. It doesn't make any sense. And then you have, I guess, actual recruiters who do contact you. And you could click this button on, oh, I'm interested in this job. And all it does is, like, take you to the page to apply for the job. It doesn't actually connect you with the recruiter. So it doesn't make sense on why you even click, I'm interested. But regardless, go to the page you apply. There's different ways to apply. You could either apply through the board or and do a very long application, or they usually have easy apply, which is about one click, and then you might have to answer three more questions. Now, easy apply is great because it makes sense. It's Your resume's already on there. Why are you repeating yourself multiple times for each job? It should just be pretty much one click. Your resume's there. They send it off to recruiters, and it goes from there. Well, then you have this longer way to apply, which they have your resume already. And then they make you fill out their resume or their application, which is pretty much your resume, but you're just transferring it over to their site. But you're also uploading your resume. You're doing double work just to apply for this job. And we all know how long resumes take to make. They do take quite a bit of time if you're putting together a good one. So we all know how long this could take. So now you're doing it again on their site. And then they want descriptions, details of your job responsibilities, everything, all over again, even though they're getting a copy of your resume. And it, it's, it's almost like you just wanna put in the job details, please see resume. Why are you making me attach my resume and then do this all over again? That doesn't make sense to me. So finally, you get through this long process, and then you get an email. And the email either says, thanks for your application. We're going to review it, and if you're fit, we'll reach out. Great. Or it says, can you fill out this 40-minute assessment in order to be considered? Maybe be considered. 
It's just asking you to fill out an assessment. Now, these assessments take a very long time, and they're usually based on your personality, and it's supposed to ask you questions, and it could evaluate your personality. But isn't that what the interview's for? Why are we taking assessments? They're supposed to look at your personality in the interview and be like, you either vibe well with me, you will get along great with the team, you'll bring good energy, and we like you, and we think you'd be a good candidate. Why are they using this computer to figure out someone's personality? There are so many factors that could play into the computer thing. They only let you pick one answer with which if you agree with both, that's not really fair. That's not showing your personality by having to pick one. And then the questions are so repetitive over and over again. And I know there's a science behind it. I guess like jobs want to weed people out. And if you're not going to do the assessment, then who knows what they think. Like maybe you're not going to be a good worker. I don't know. But that is so stupid. You're you're asking someone to probably spend a good hour and a half to two hours just applying for your job. And some of these jobs are just simple jobs, entry-level jobs. Even fast food places, they have, they have you do this. And grocery stores and retail stores and just simple jobs are making you do this. And it's such a waste of time because one, it's not showing your personality. And two, the fact that you're doing these assessments doesn't even guarantee you an interview. And I think that's messed up. Now, if they said, if you spend your time and genuinely do this 40 minute survey, sometimes they're an hour, but if you do this, you will get an interview. That makes more sense. But they don't guarantee that. So you're spending all this time and not even getting a guarantee, which isn't right. And then when the assessments are about personality and what would you do in this situation and they give you a multiple choice, in your head you're thinking, well, what would they want to hear? And they tell you to answer it honestly, but you're answering it based on what you think they want to hear. You're not answering that honestly. So is it really telling them anything about your personality? No. It's so inaccurate, I feel like, for so many people. So cool. Now we've gone on the job board. We've applied to a job. We did our assessment. You're already about hour and a half, two hours into this process. Now, if, and if you get an interview, and the chances are in a lot of these, you won't. And I'll get to that later in this episode. But if you get an interview, you might have to do a phone screen, then an in-person interview, and then a second in-person interview. And sometimes, which is nuts to me, is a third in-person interview. Why? Why are we doing all these interviews for one job? It doesn't make sense. Now, I know there's like certain jobs that are very important. Like, I guess all jobs are important, but I know there's certain ones that you might need multiple interviews. I'm sure if you work for FBI, CIA, something like that, there's a, it's a, probably a huge process, right? That's national security. 
But to be in, I don't know, any tech or business field, to be a project manager, to be, I don't know, some design, I don't know. There's just a bunch of different jobs. But to be in a basic field like a lot of people are in, why are we doing all these interviews? You don't need them. The phone screen honestly should just happen when they call you to set up the interview. It shouldn't, or contact to set up the interview. It shouldn't be, hey, let's set up an interview and we're going to set up a phone screen. Just do it then. You're already calling that person or you're already talking to that person. Just do it the same day you're doing, you're reaching out to them. Email or whatever. Just say, hey, okay, cool. Let's do a phone screen today. We want to interview you. Then it's kind of, that makes sense. But you want to set up a phone screen for about two days to a week later on your time to interview this person. And then it's, they, you either move forward or you don't. And I feel like a lot of people move forward after a phone screen. Because a phone screen, it's like you're just answering and saying hi and learning about the job. And then they're like, oh, are you interested? And it's like, well, no, dumb interested. I read about it on the, the job description. So those are kind of pointless. If they're going to call you and just say, hey, we w- we're wondering if you're still interested, we'd like to bring you in for an interview, I get kind of get that, I guess, because you could have another job or you're taking another opportunity and you can be honest. But these phone screens are more of telling you about the job and it's you already know about the job. You read the whole thing when you applied or you skimmed it because those job descriptions are also super long, and I don't think a lot of people read the whole thing. You you skim them. You, you go down to, okay, what kind of is the gist of it? Then you jump down to requirements, and then you jump down to, like, benefits, and what are they going to give me to be working here? So you kind of know the gist. You just want the interview. You want the in-person interview or Zoom interview or whatever. So now you go into the in-person interview and it's, I don't know if it's just HR. I don't, I haven't had to do it in a while, but I, I know the last one, it was HR first and you talk to them and great. And then they want you to meet with the hiring manager. Me, luckily I work for a great company and they're very efficient because they don't want to waste anyone's time. They don't want you to waste their time. And they're like, let's just get this all done. It was the HR manager and then, or HR rep or whatever. And then they would be like, cool, you know what? We're going to send you over to the hiring manager in the same day. That makes sense. Everything's done within this hour and a half time frame. You go, you get it done. You're not going back and forth. And then after that interview with the hiring manager for that department, they're like, sweet, we'll call you within two weeks. Awesome. You're done. You're done with that process. You can move on to the next job or the next interview process. You don't have to worry about doing more interviews, which is nice. Now, what I know other companies do is you meet with the HR rep, and then they send you home, and they say, can you come back and meet with this person? Okay. You meet with that person, and it's like, why couldn't they just be there that day in the first place? It's more efficient, and now I'm coming back a second time. Okay, cool. Come back a second time. If it's done, it's done. It's like, whatever. I had to go twice. Still wish it could have just been done in one day, but wasn't. Went twice. Now, this is a problem. When they ask you to come back for a third interview, 
Now, I don't understand this because the second interview was already with someone important who apparently can make some decisions for the company. Why do you need to come back for a third interview so someone else can join that person in a third interview? Why didn't they just do that in the first place? And if that person wasn't available, we're in 2023. We have a lot of technology. They could join virtually. A lot of a lot of meetings at companies now aren't even in person. They're virtual. So you could clearly join an interview virtually. That third time, you should be offering a job if you are doing that third interview. I know people who have gone to third interviews and haven't gotten the job. And at the end of the day, that's not even a company you want to work for because that is such a waste of time. During that third interview, you should be going there. And at the end of it, they should just say, congrats, we want to offer you this. Take some time to think about. And then we'll get the paperwork rolling, blah, blah, blah. That third interview should not be, we're going to get back to you in a week and a half or two weeks because, you know, we have another finalist. That is so dumb. That is such a waste of everyone's time. Now, I understand that companies do that, and I understand this is my opinion, and not everyone agrees with, with my opinion, and that's totally fine. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but I think that third one is a little excessive. The other thing that goes on these days, which I think is excessive, is when companies say, hey, as part of our process, can you put together a 20-minute presentation on how you would do this. And certain jobs I get, teaching, maybe you should do, you know, a 20-minute, not even 20-minute, five-minute, like, teaching sample of how you kind of teach just to get the gist. I get that. But I do know some companies have been more of, can you put this PowerPoint together? Here's our, I don't know, budget for the year. Here's our stuff for the year or they give you some facts about their company and they want you to do this like presentation and like you're you're going to be presenting in a meeting. Now, that's fine if they're going to do that. But I also think it's dumb because you don't work for the company yet and they're making you do something and you might not even be guaranteed a job and you're wasting all this time investing and researching this company that you don't even know if you're going to get the job for. So, I think if they're going to make you do that, they should at least give you, if it's going to take you an hour to prepare for this thing, they should give you $15 to $20 just for doing this. At least you're getting something out of it. Because if you do this and then don't get the job, and I know, I've known people who have done this and not gotten the job, that is so messed up. You took this time to research, do a presentation, do everything for this company, and then you don't get it. And at least if they're going to pay you for part of your time to do that, then you got something out of it. Otherwise, just do the interviews. Don't make them do a presentation. You know someone's personality you, when, you, when you meet them. You know if they're going to be a good addition to the team. You know their energy. You know their vibe. You know everything. So if you like that, that's what you're going to see. The more interviews you do, it's just going to get better. They're putting on their best face. They're not going to turn around and be this horrible person on the second and third interview. They're just not. 
And then, besides the interviews and the applying, which you're already putting so much work into, if you are going to make someone put all this work into it, because I'm not saying people are going to change it. It's probably not going to change. It's going to get worse and more demanding. That's, I don't think it's going to get better. But I just think there needs to be awareness on how difficult this is. Now, if you're going to make people do all this, make the salary make sense for the amount of effort they're putting into the interview. Don't say you have to do three interviews and all of this stuff. So you just need to make it make sense. There's so many jobs, though, where the salary in general is not great for even the job you have to do. Besides what the effort, besides the effort they're making you put into the interview, which you should put effort into an interview, but I don't necessarily think the amount they're making you put in is worth your time all the time. And you're going to do it anyway because you want the job. But the salary for the job in general isn't great. When you're coming out of school or when you have all this experience behind you, and they're saying that 40000 a year is a great salary for a job that's you're probably working over 40 hours if you're not hourly. Most salary employees do have times they work over 40 hours and you're not getting overtime. So when you come out, I mean, I think most salaries should start for a full-time job that you're trying to make a living on and you went to school or you got your license or you went to your trade school or whatever, I think minimum should be at least 60. The fact that 40 is even on there is crazy to me. That's so crazy. However, I think a lot of people could agree that companies need to pay more than they do. It's just part of corporate America, and I guess it's something that we have to get used to. But I don't necessarily think companies are changing with how the cost of living is changing. And if they are, it's it could be the bare minimum. They might not be changing how they should change so people could live comfortably. And then you have, when you're applying... The amount of jobs that you are applying for, the ratio for jobs to interviews these days are crazy. I have seen screenshots <laughs> from a few people, and I've also heard from a few people. You can apply to 90 to 100 jobs and maybe get two or three interviews out of that. That's not even unheard of these days. And that's nuts. That's not right. Like, why are these jobs being posted and why is there no cap on the amount of people that they let apply? There, It should close after a certain time. So you do have time to look at those resumes and literally make a better, I guess, make a better decision on who you do want to interview. When you have 2,000 applicants, you're not going to get through all of those. 
And if you cap it, then you could stop with the assessments, too, that are just dumb and don't make sense either. It's very discouraging when you see those numbers of number applied to and then number interviews because the job boards keep track of that. And some of them might not be on there, but it's not unheard of to have 90 to 100 applications and two or three interviews out of those. It doesn't make sense. It's just harder than you think it is, or not you, but a lot of people think it is. It's harder than a lot of people think it is to job hunt these days. I remember when I was in high school, and I know this is a while ago, but I was in high school and I had a job making $9.25 an hour. That was minimum wage. And all I did was I walked in, and this is when times were starting to change, because I bought, before this, I had other jobs where you walk in, give your resume, and they're like, cool, sweet, looks good, you're hired. Now, this was the first job when I was in high school, when I walked in, and I was like, here's my resume, I want to work here. And they were like, thanks for the copy of your resume, we will look at it, but you need to go online and officially apply. And I was like, okay, fine. But they looked at it, and they kept a copy of my resume. Now, if you were to walk into a big company and give them a copy of your resume, it's probably not going to get it, get to where you want to be. There was this girl, I don't know if it was Instagram or Facebook, and there was a story about her. She was like, how do I get this company to recognize me? And she went above and beyond. She put her resume on a cake words and everything printed and got it delivered to whoever needed to be hiring her, not HR, like whoever the actual person in that company was that was making decisions. She got it to that person and she still didn't get hired. How do you not hire that person after they went through those lengths? Because the article ended with like, she's still in her job search or something like that. And so clearly she didn't get hired. And it's like, why, like the lengths people are going to because they know they're not going to get recognized by just giving their resume out. Why do we have to go this far above and beyond and put in all this time for something that we don't even have yet and still probably, not probably, but may not get hired? It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. And just expectations are just so much higher. And I know, you know, there is a generation where they were like, where people are, are going to say, well, we worked really hard. It didn't matter. We would go above and beyond. That's just how it should be. And it's, But I also think mental health has come a lot more no has become a lot more normalized these days. And people don't necessarily think or feel they should be spending all this time on something that they might not even get a result out of. It doesn't make sense. And then you have just expectations being higher in the workplace in general of there's this generation that maybe got promoted or they have experience and they stayed with the business and got promoted and promoted and promoted. 
might not have went to college or didn't get a college degree, and they're in this super great position or this awesome position. But now the person applying to that position doesn't even matter. Your expectation is you need to have a master's degree or something. But the person working in that position currently does not have that. Expectations are getting so much higher, and it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the person if you think they're trainable. And if they do certain jobs, you do need a license or you do need whatever. And if they do have those licenses or credentials. Because any job is trainable. When we go to school, we learn stuff. But how how many people have gone to school and gotten their degree in something and they don't even use it in their job? Their job is completely different than what their degree is in. And they were just trained to do that. The job I'm in, when I first got into it, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know the definition of my job title. But now, I'm pretty great at it. Anyone is trainable if you have someone good training them. So that's why these assessments are also kind of dumb. Because <laughs> it doesn't really matter. If they're easy, if they're coachable and easy to teach, you can train them. I guess the moral of this episode is if you know someone looking for a job and they're complaining about the struggles and you just haven't been in that situation, just don't judge if they can't get anything right away because it is a lot harder than you think. There is, There are so many jobs out there and so many people applying that your chances now are so slim compared to how they used to be. And people find themselves just applying to jobs that they're almost underqualified for just to get a job. And that's sad. Because what does that do to your mental health? It's like, well, this job will hire me right away. And I've been applying and applying for months and no one else will hire me. So I guess I'll just go with this one that I know I'm not going to be happy in. That's sad. If you are qualified, they should interview you. And if if you are are jumping through hoops and then don't get anything, of course it's going to be discouraging. And I think more people than people think about are going through it. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really discouraging, and I just think everyone needs to hear that viewpoint. I don't think that everyone understands it, because there are a lot of people who don't need to go through that. They found the company they're going to be with, and they stay with it, or they are in this company, and then they just get recruited somehow to go to another company. They get to bypass this whole process. And yes, congrats on the hard work that paid off. Like, that's great. But for a lot of people that are just going through the process and just trying to find something, it's hard. And then and then that's how people settle and that's how people aren't happy. So just be understanding if you do hear of this. 
because a lot has changed and people don't necessarily realize it. We live in a world where a lot has changed and technology is improving and ways you could get the word out, out there is improving. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't any disadvantages to it. So that is all. I mean, no, I'm going on about 30 minutes here. So I'll end this episode. But I hope some people could relate to this. If you are going through this, know there are so many other people going through the same thing. And eventually, it will all work out. But I get that it's a struggle. I've seen it be a struggle for a lot of people. And your mental health is very important when this is happening. And you're going to get discouraged. But if you're getting discouraged, let's try a different way. Maybe let's think outside the box. There's always a way to fix it. But you got to take care of your mental health first. And maybe just being able to relate to other people will help with that.